Hey guys and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I hope that you are well. I can definitely say that I am feeling much better now that our son, who's come for six months old, is generally getting about 10 hours of sleep a night, which um, for those of you that don't have kids, um, there comes a point where um, they will be up every couple of hours and we got to the point where we decided to sleep train him and he's doing phenomenal. And what this has meant is that I'm getting back to the... You know, I'm not going to say usual sleep pattern I had before he was around, but it's definitely longer stints, it's less wakenings, and yeah, me and his mummy feel like we're uh, we're not constantly sleep deprived because it it was hard for a while um, in regards to to training. Um, not necessarily training, training was fine. It was just mostly around training, just feeling totally fucked. So yeah, feeling much much better, and I'm excited as well for the second upcoming show of the season that we have athletes in. Which um, is Kate again? She's going again. She's got the um, the Ben Weeder. She's doing beginners bikini. Um, so I'm excited for for that. And then we're kind of almost getting to the uh, the Scottish season. For those, those of you that don't know, um, in the United Kingdom, the federations usually only come up to Scotland and do shows like one or two months of the year, and it's always in April and May. And then thereafter, all the shows are down south. So from where I stay. In Dundee, a lot of the shows later on in the year are like a six, seven hour drive. That's why you'll maybe see me like fly or get the train um, because fuck driving that far on your own. Um, like last week when I went to Peterborough for the guys, um, like Kate and Ross competing there, I got the train there and I got the train back and it was just, it was much, much better. But yeah, we've got um, myself, I've got a couple of athletes in Scottish, Scottish season and then Ali's got a girl going as well, um, a bikini girl, so it will be. And it'll be a good, uh, another sort of good start to the season for us. And um, yeah, that'll be the shows that I'll, I'll, I'll more likely get to because it's only, you know, those shows in Scotland are only going to be about an hour to an hour and a half away. But also the community, I've got a couple of, you know, friends I train with um, who are coaches and they have clients as well. So it's a really good community and atmosphere at these shows and you kind of, everybody knows each other. But uh, yeah, on to the, uh, I guess that's a bit of a life update, right? I tend to actually, I've got in the habit of doing these at the start of these podcasts, but um, on to the subject of today's podcast, uh, you know, I've, I've discussed, we, we talked about Thomas Arton, um not too long ago, I've discussed insulin, I've discussed sort of tracking fasted blood glucose levels and whatnot, but I thought I would go into uh, metformin, um, something that you may have seen on the website. Um, if you haven't been on the website, uh, it's www.vwphysique.com. We have over 100 articles on there that are covering a wide variety of topics from competing to fat loss to PEDs and celeries, um, to, to muscle growth uh, and, and psychology as well. Um, all free and there will be a point uh, soon here on the website where you can comment on the articles, ask questions and get a bit of feedback from myself and the team. Um, but metformin, if, like, if you know anyone that has type 2 diabetes, you probably know that they like they maybe are taking metformin. If you don't, it's the most prescribed drug to help manage this disease and its associated complications. You can say, um, and the main reason is it has a clear benefit in relation to glucose metabolism. That just means how the body uses glucose within set like within cells within every cell of the body. Really. Now, that being said, you might be wondering why bodybuilders would use that medication if it's designed for a diabetic. You know, a type two diabetic who, you know, we know stores a bit more body fat. Then you know why would why would a bodybuilder uh, take that? So I guess the the aim for me in this podcast is is to try and break down. Uh, well, first you know discuss kind of what what metformin is, how it works within the body, 
its mechanisms of action and, and why, you know, lastly, sort of why assisted bodybuilders may take it. Very rarely, I mean, you know, you're not going to find a natural bodybuilder, I would argue, um, that takes metformin because uh, they, they don't want to, you know, that that's something that's going to assist them. So they, they, they're not going to do that. So I guess um, before we unpack what metformin does, it's important to, to remind ourselves of the function of insulin and what that is and, and how one, particularly in type 2 diabetics, can become desensitized to it. So insulin is the hormone in the body that's released by some you know, organ called the pancreas and it's, re- it's released in response to eating uh, like food intake. And what it does is it's going to be involved in the transportation of glucose into cells. You know, it's pretty much going to travel to, say, muscle cells or fat cells and tell them to open up. And what this process does, it's going to allow your blood sugar to, to fall back down to where it was prior to eating. Important to note, again, insulin promotes the uptake of glucose in both to muscle cells and, and fat cells. Now, if you are someone, or if there's someone out there who... Um, has obesity, it's more likely that they've had chronically elevated blood sugars for a, a very long time. Um, and that would be in the response to the overconsumption of calories, which ultimately leads to, to obesity. Now, when when body fat levels creep up to that point, this is where the body the body becomes the body's insulin becomes less responsive to um, insulin's message, which is as we know, taking up glucose. So your body still produces glucose, uh, sorry, produces insulin, but it can't necessarily go do its thing and tell cells what to do. Cells are just, it's like, it's like a cell's been like that, who the fuck are you, when they knew who it was last week or the year before. Hopefully that makes sense. That's a really, like, that is me, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Dumbing, completely dumbing down the physiology and not doing it justice. So if you're someone that's in physiology, you know, this podcast may be, maybe not for you because I'm trying to put it across in, in layman's terms. So I'm trying to butcher butcher the science. So if we know that insulin's a little bit insensitive and it can't do its thing as much as well, uh, gl- those glucose molecules, um, if you know, if we have been chronically overeating for a while, they're gonna a lot of them are gonna remain in the bloodstream. Um, which means that those sort of blood sugar levels remain elevated and they're not lowered back down to that point and and that those chronically elevated sugars is, is one that you could say is a little bit toxic to to the body um i'm sure you've heard of maybe some type 2 diabetics that um have maybe had to have you know they've got poor circulation to their feet and maybe maybe some have had a toe removed i actually worked with a guy who was on the doors a long long time ago years ago uh, he got his foot amputated uh, which is a real shame really real shame but um what I mean that that's an extreme, that's a very that's a very much extreme, but what I would say is when when we're at this sort of insensitive insensitive point, blood blood sugars are higher, the body's more likely going to promote that glucose into into fat and store it as excess fat, and this is where metformin can come into play, right? So let's 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 look at the first sort of mechanism by what it's how it's going to help, so. It's going to lower blood sugar. Metformin will lower blood sugar levels by suppressing glucose production. You know that's a big fancy word. You're thinking, Vaughn, what do you mean? You know, I thought that we eat, you know, we eat food and that's glucose. Well, we also have a process in our body called gluconeogenesis, which is referring to the process where we break down non-carbohydrate molecules such as protein um, and turn them into glucose. Now, what metformin does is it blocks this process. It actually does does this by you know this is the uh, I guess this is the the point 
but if I mention this, um, where someone that isn't a physiology throws their hands up um, in despair, it, it does this by activating a liver enzyme called AMPK, which is, plays an important part in insulin signaling, whole energy balance, and uh, the metabolism of glucose and fat. And the problem with the AMPK, um, and this is where some people have a little bit of beef with metformin, is AMPK is something that down-regulates the muscle-building pathway, which we know as, as mTOR. Um, effectively blocks it. Now, if you're to say to me, oh, Vaughn, does that mean if I take metformin, I won't grow? Well, I'll say no, because I can give you hundreds of examples of guys that, that take metformin um, that are on on gear and grow absolutely fine. It's just a case of that the, the mTOR, the muscle-building pathways signal is so strong being on anabolics that the uh, the metformin doesn't seem to have a, an effect. But yeah, I thought I'd give my two cents on that one. Secondly, you could say that metformin is going to directly or indirectly improve insulin sensitivity. One of those mechanisms that's going to increase the recruitment of a transporter in in muscle. So th- this transporter specifically is called GLUT four. Now, what this transporter does, it, th- what this transporter does, is it kind of oversees that moving of glucose in and out of a cell, and what metformin will do is it'll increase the recruitment of these transporters. To, to say you could say let's say the top of muscle and then glucose can get in again it's a horrible simplified version um of the physiology and butchered but it's the best way if you don't know much about physiology to understand it so it's gonna tell more glute transporters to say right come to the top of the cell let like allow us to let get more glucose in so that being said if there's more transporters more glucose can then be readily moved from the blood into the muscle and help lower blood glucose levels. Now, at the same time, in adipose tissue, I guess I should say in fat tissue because it's a, against a fancy word um, for effectively fat. fat. Um, what metformin will do is inhibit lipolysis, which may indirectly improve insulin sensitivity through a process called, through, or through reduced lipotoxicity. This is a process whereby lipids are broken down. Lipids are just, just fat, shall we say, broken down uh, and released in their bloodstream. Now, if we, if body fat levels are fairly high, we're obese and we're insensitive to insulin, what uh, what these lipids are, you know, will do in the blood is they'll accumulate in circulation and they'll do that in the likes of non-adipose tissues, so non-fat tissues, such as such as muscles, such as organs, etc., etc. And that can lead to a, you know, some insulin resistance again, not like not allowing insulin to do its job properly. Um, at the same time, what metformin will do is it'll increase fatty acid oxidation, which is which really is the breakdown of fats to release energy, um, the, like the metabolism of fats to release energy. So, what does that mean? It's meaning that the, the use of metformin will see that the less accumulation of these lipids in the circulation. That, that aren't going to accumulate in non-adipose tissue, which is going to decrease insulin resistance, but at the same time, it's promoting the uh, the breakdown of those fats as well. So it's kind of, it's a, it's a home run in that sense. Um, thirdly, I know I'm rambling on here, but um, metformin will enhance glycogen synthesis. Now, von Wog, what's glycogen? So you know what glucose is, right? So what glycogen is, or what glycogen synthesis, it's a process whereby those glucose molecules are packed together 
in long change and stored as, as a molecule that we call glycogen. Now, this is often stored in skeletal muscle, so in muscle mass, uh, and it's also stored in the liver. Um, and I guess, lastly, I, I would say that um, metformin has also been shown to, to decrease the absorption of glucose uptake from foods in transit in the intestine. So, you again, you've got this process by which Okay, it's allowing glucose molecules that are in the blood to be stored in the likes of liver muscle for use of energy later. But at the same time, it's not allowing the absorption of that glucose that you've put in. Um, well, okay, I'm not saying all, but some. Um, it's decreasing the absorption rate of that glucose that's in transit. So if someone's overeating, you've got a lot of say, a lot of sugary foods they've consumed and it's it's passing through their intestines. Well, metformin's trying to act to, to not like, pretty much tell the body, well, listen, don't don't readily absorb that quite as much as you usually would just do it a little bit less so you could say you know as a summary i guess it's not it's not directly impacting on insulin itself the hormone insulin but i would say that it's kind of indirectly improving insulin sensitivity through a various various mechanisms and pathways in the body now i hope that i mean again i try to simplify as best I can um, but but that all that being said you're thinking right Vaughn well why would bodybuilders use that so what I hope is that now you know a little bit more about how metformin lower blood sugars and improves insulin sensitivity um, and I guess at the same time if, you, if you've read a little bit of content on the website you, you'll probably know that bodybuilders consume a large amount of food to support muscle growth um, and sometimes their blood sugars might not be in the best spot they you know they might also be using things such as growth hormone to to help in their endeavor and their pursuit of more muscle mass um now if you've read the content on the website you'll know that growth hormone promotes uh you know gluconeogenesis which was the breakdown of non-carbohydrate precursors such as protein to glucose effectively increasing blood sugar levels we know that metformin blocks that don't we you know from what, what i said on the podcast so boom that's maybe perhaps one of those reasons why now, as bodybuilders, especially ones that have, like the heavier they get, the stronger they get, that carbohydrate intake uh, ramps up, doesn't it? And so that's where some, some bodybuilders might you be using uh, insulin to try and control that. Um, others, though, could perhaps use metformin or to try and improve their blood sugars. Um, now, when that carbohydrate intake is increased, as I said, negative impact on, on blood sugar levels, they can often be in a little bit of a higher place than like they be often like see if you were to with some of my clients i've got they'll send me their uh, their blood glucose readings across the day and i'm like these are actually like the nhs will tell you these are really good but from a muscle building perspective i'm like i want these to try and improve these and get these a, a little bit lower so if we if those blood sugars were to like the higher blood sugars were to be left unchecked then blood glucose you know that that glucose in the blood will be more promoted you know uptake towards fat tissue opposed to muscle um just like i suppose it's not it's not near towards the extent but just to the same extent that maybe be observed in some with type 2 diabetes but mo- like you know the type 2 diabetes is an extreme example i'm, I'm talking about more of like a, a very simplified example um something that you know if someone's a type 2 diabetic they're probably been consuming like, overeating food for decades you know, bodybuilders obviously controlling a, bit, a better way, and their blood sugars are probably in a very healthy spot. But again, I'm, I'm, we're, we're thinking, we're talking, we want them to be in an optimal place. So I guess a very quick summary would say, you know, 
bodybuilders would take it to try and improve their blood sugars, especially if they don't want to use extraneous insulin. Like some guys have this irrational fear of extraneous insulin. I know I did until I did a bit of research on it, um, and then I trialed it and thought, well, this actually, this actually really, really, you know, it helped and it helped me improve my sugars. And I, you know, when I got up to the peak weight of the last off season, I was less fat. Um, I was bigger, I was stronger, I had more pumps in the gym, my recovery was better, etc, uh, etc. Et so that's a quick reason. Uh, the other one, as I said, it's a kind of counter response to that gluconeogenesis caused by taking growth hormone. A lot of, lot of big dudes will be taking growth hormone. Um, and I guess the one, I mean, I suppose I maybe should have said this earlier on, is that metformin is, it's been shown to act as a strong antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory compound um, really really beneficial to assisted bodybuilders because when we take anabolic steroids we increase the levels of oxidative stress in the body and this is just really a, a process where we have an imbalance between antioxidants and something called free radicals and again I know I'm getting you know a bit uh, a bit sciencey but Free radicals are effectively just like unstable atoms that can cause like damage to cells, can cause illness and call aging. Um, and high levels of free radicals are linked to a, like a host of diseases. So what we want is we want to keep those like antioxidants are the ones that are going to kind of effectively get rid of that. So if we know that like higher levels of these free radicals effectively high levels of what do it is stress goes against what we're trying to do, you know, damage cells, proteins. Um, you know, can play a role in development of many health conditions such as cancers, blah, blah, blah. We want to we want to bring that down, man. Like, we want to reduce levels of oxidative stress. So knowing that metformin is a strong antioxidant and it has, as I said, those strong anti-inflammatory uh, properties, um, it would make sense, really, in my eyes, why it may perhaps be used Um not only that, you know, I guess I'm, I kind of going off on one, um, and it's mostly because I, I, I wish like why did I say all this stuff, guys? I wish that at the start of my journey there was this information available that was in layman's terms for those that didn't understand, because it's all well and good me have done physiology and know a little bit about that and can can talk to someone on a physiological basis, but I get that the majority of people out there that do bodybuilding maybe don't know much about it. Um, and I'm passionate about just helping anyone in your journey, whether that's just passing on some knowledge that you maybe then pass on to someone else or implement it to your journey. Um, I really hope that these podcasts and these articles and whatnot have a, a really positive impact um, on your journey. And if they do, I want to know about it. Please let me know. But I guess if we were thinking about you know reducing uh, oxidative stress over a long period of time, thinking of other long-term health effects, um, it's well documented that using antibiotic steroids can have a really negative impact on our cholesterol. You know, you guys know what I'm talking about. It's going to have a, a reduction of HDLs, high-density lipoproteins, which are often referred to as good cholesterol, and can have an increase of, in low-density lipoproteins, LDLs, or quote-unquote bad cholesterol. Now, when we have a, a buildup of quote-unquote bad cholesterol in our blood, that's when we can have a risk of atherosclerosis, you know, uh, you know, fat effectively accumulating in in arteries, which uh, you know we don't want because later on in life that could lead to cardiovascular disease. The metformin itself can—I'm not going to say balance this out because it it won't if you're continually blasting high levels of gear. But it has this opposite effect, whereby it's shown to increase good cholesterol, so good uh, increase HDLs and lower LDLs. So you could look at it as somewhat counteracting 
the impact of anabolic steroids. So I guess altogether you can say that metformin um, is used by bodybuilders as, a, as again, a harm reduction strategy. Um, just like telmasartan is is used as a harm reduction strategy as well. They're, they're, these are effectively the main reasons why they would be used. Yes, there's added benefits of kind of what we are in, but if, if there's a bodybuilder out there who's using extraneous insulin, he doesn't need metformin. He's taken it as an you know to get his antioxidant properties. Um, one thing I think I should maybe talk on is just very very briefly is its use for sort of female some female specific issues, and it's often the conversation that I have with females. Um, when they come on board and they tell me that they have uh, PCOS or endometriosis, um, which are just sort of sex hormone related um, issues, diseases you could call it, um, in females that metformin can can really help with, not just in assisted bodybuilders or, or diabetic uh, people with, with diabetes. Um, so PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, um, what that can do is it can have a really negative impact on your blood sugar which is why often uh, women who maybe suffer from this condition might find it harder to lose weight because their blood sugar levels are higher. And we know if their blood sugar levels are higher, you know, that glucose is more, more readily going to be put towards body fat than muscle mass. Um, and as such, metformin can be used as a sort of frontline treatment, you could say, um, to not only improve insulin sensitivity in those females, but again, something that you maybe won't take into consideration is it's also going to be shown to help increase ovulation because... Women with PCOS, you know, will will struggle to have a, a regular menstrual cycle, and even if they do, it, there's no guarantee that um, they will ovulate in that in that time period. Endometriosis, um, for those of you who don't know, is is pretty much a condition by which endometrial tissue um, will grow out with the endometrium in a, in a female, um, and can cause a lot of a lot of pain, um, a lot of flare ups, and a lot of inflammation. Now we think back to well, metformin's got strong antioxidant properties, um, anti-proliferatory effects, you could say, which proliferatory means just like growing, um, which can significantly reduce flare-ups and pain symptoms. At the same time, can increase ovulation. So that's a game changer if you're someone out there who's got um, endo and experienced a lot of pain. I had a girl last year, two years ago, sorry. And we put this in and it was an absolute game changer um, when it came to flare-up. She was not in as much pain and she could actually train having just literally used metformin. And um, you can actually get that on prescription from the NHS. And most women, when I speak to them, when they come on board, are unaware of that. Um, so I always say, listen, go go speak to your GP about that and see if you can you can get it. So as a summary for, for those female-specific issues, metformin is used um, to improve insulin sensitivity, Leading to a more optimal sort of blood sugar um, levels. This is going to support nutrient uptake into muscle tissue over fat, which is bodybuilders is what we want. Because I'm I'm chatting to you now. If you're out there and you're female, then you're probably a bodybuilder, right? Um, and as I said, from personal experience, from that client, really helps with flare ups. Um, and she was able to train at the time she got a flare up when very, before she was just bed bound. But that, I'm not saying, you know, if you're someone there that has flare I'm not saying, listen, go get metformin, that means you'll be able to train. I'm not saying that, I'm just giving you an example of uh, of my client. So I guess uh, I should probably wrap, wrap, like try and wrap everything up and conclude, and conclude it. And it would just be that, I guess in summary, metformin typically use, is typically used as medication for those that suffer with type two diabetes, but is also used by, bodybuilders, well-known 
it kind of works through lowering blood sugars, improving insulin sensitivity indirectly through a variety of different mechanisms in the body that's going to involve the production, the storage, the transportation of glucose into the cells, uh, as well as as well as fats too. Um, the, the reason bodybuilders are taking that, assisted bodybuilders are taking that, help manage the blood sugars for its antioxidant, its anti-inflammatory effects, as well as the sort of the increase in HDLs, redu- you know, reduction of LDLs, as a harm reduction strategy. And females that have PCOS and endo, it's that frontline treatment method. Um, who's gonna what's gonna help them manage their sugars, reduce pain, increase ovulation, and that's kind of metformin um, in a nutshell, really. So if you like this podcast, guys, please do share it with. Uh, you know, on your story, tag me in it. I would love to hear from you uh, if you've listened to this and you've had a benefit from that or you've just like, see if you've listened to this and you've went, wow, I understand that now. That makes more sense like in layman's terms than anyone's ever put it before. Please let me know because that's the exact purpose of why I do this and I would love some feedback. Um, if you have shows upcoming this weekend or thereafter, I'm going to wish you good luck. If you are at shows this Scottish season, please do come and say hi. Um, I'd love to have a chat to you, get to know you know a little bit about your journey. Um If not, please take care, guys. Remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.